Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. How are you all doing? Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd fa'a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahi ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Rabbish rahli sadri wa yassirli amri. Wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Allahumma ahdi qalbi wa saddid lisani. Waslul saqimata qalbi. Send salat on the Prophet ﷺ in your heart. Okay. Inshallah, we'll begin from Bab number 18. Bab Salat al-Qa'idi bil-Ima. Salat al-Qa'id, the prayer of the person who is sitting. How? Bil-Ima, with gesture. So in this Bab and the following ones, Imam Bukhari mentions... Issues concerning those who are unwell. Meaning a person who is unwell, he is not able to stand and pray. Then in that situation, how is he supposed to pray? Well, of course, we learn that if a person is not able to stand and pray, what is he going to do? He's going to sit and pray. And where he's not able to do that, he is going to lie down and pray. Is he going to leave the prayer completely? No. Why is this being mentioned in the book of shortening the prayer? Because you see, when you are unwell... Right? You sit and pray. Isn't it? Likewise, when a person is traveling, then when it comes to voluntary prayer, you can sit and pray. So it's like an extension of the same issue. This doesn't mean that we can sit and pray the mandatory prayer, the fard prayer, unless and until a person is not able to stand and pray. And we have discussed that many times. But since it's the same, it's a similar issue, this is why it's further explained. So Salat al-Qa'idi bil-Ima, the prayer of the person who is sitting, how? With a gesture, by gesturing. Haddathana Abu Ma'marin, qala haddathana Abdul Warith, qala haddathana Husaynun al-Mu'allim, an Abdullah ibn Buraydata, anna Imran ibn Husaynin, that Imran bin Husayn radiallahu anhu, he's one of the companions, وَكَانَ رَجُلًا مَبْسُورًا And he was a person who was mabsur, meaning he had the illness of bawasir which is piles or hemorrhoids وقال ابو معمر مره عن عمران قال سالت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم he said that i asked the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم عن صلاه الرجل وهو قاعد about the prayer of a person while he is sitting down meaning is that okay فقال so he said من صلى قائما فهو افضل whoever performs the prayer standing then that is Superior, that is best. وَمَنْ صَلَّى قَاعِدًا And whoever prays while sitting down, فَلَهُ نِصْفُ أَجْرِ الْقَائِمِ Then he will have half the reward of the person who stands and prays. وَمَنْ صَلَّى نَائِمًا And whoever prays while lying down, فَلَهُ نِصْفُ أَجْرِ الْقَاعِدِ Then he will have half the reward of the person who sits and prays. So we see that the reward reduces according to according to the effort. If the effort is reducing, the reward is also reducing. قَالَ أَبُوْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ نَائِمًا عِنْدِي مُطَّجِعًا هَهُنَا Abu Abdullah, meaning Imam Bukhari, he clarifies that نَائِمًا, the word نَائِم over here, what does it mean? مُطَّجِعًا, lying down. Because the word نَائِم literally means one who is sleeping. But of course, what is meant is not the prayer of the one who is sleeping, because a person doesn't pray when they're sleeping. What is meant is praying in the position of sleeping, which is generally supposed to be which position? 
lying down. I mean, yes, some people fall asleep while sitting also. Right? Like you may have fallen asleep in class while sitting. But technically the position of sleeping is, which one? Lying down. Okay, so in this hadith we see the evidence of praying while while sitting down. Meaning a person may may do that. But the reward will be reduced. Now there's further clarification of this in the next bab. Bab إِذَا لَمْ يُطِقْ قَاعِدًا صَلَّى عَلَى جَنْبٍ that إِذَا لَمْ يُطِقْ When he does not have the ability, the strength to pray قَاعِدًا while sitting, meaning he doesn't even have the ability to sit up and pray, then صَلَّى عَلَى جَنْبٍ Then he will pray on his side as in while lying down. وَقَالَ عَطَاءٌ And Ata said, إِلَّمْ يَقْدِرْ If the person is not able to أَنْ يَتَحَوَّلَ إِلَى الْقِبْلَ That he should turn towards the Qibla. Meaning he's that weak, that unwell, that he's not able to face the direction of the Qibla, then Then he will pray in whatever direction that he is facing. And this is with respect to the Fard prayer, as well as the Nafil prayer. The obligatory as well as the voluntary prayer. But this is with respect to who? The person who is extremely sick. What's the proof of this? حدثنا عبدان عن عبد الله عن إبراهيم بن الطهمان قال حدثني الحسين المكتب عن ابن بريدة عن عمران بن حسين رضي الله عنه Again, the hadith of Imran bin Hussein that qala, he said, cannot be bawasir. He said that I had bawasir, this particular illness. فَسَأَلْتُ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ عَنِ الصَّلَاةِ So I asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم about prayer. That I am not able to stand and pray, then what should I do? So what did he say? صَلِّ قَائِمًا You should stand and pray. فَإِن لَمْ تَسْتَطِرْ فَقَاعِدًا Then if you are not able to stand and pray, then what should you do? Then sit and pray. فَإِن لَمْ تَسْتَطِرْ فَعَلَى جَنْبٍ And if you are not able to do that either, then you pray while lying down. So we see over here that the Prophet ﷺ told him that he should stand and pray. If he's not able to do that, then he should sit. If he's not able to do that, then he should lie down. Hmm? Now, this is with respect to the fard prayer. Okay? This hadith is talking about which prayer? Fard prayer. Fajr, Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha. Meaning if a person is so sick, they're not able to stand for fajr, how will they perform fajr? Sitting down. If they're not able to even get out of their bed, they're not even able to sit up, then how will they pray? Lying down. Okay? Now, the previous hadith tells us that the reward will be half, right? But there's another hadith that tells us that if a person is sick or is traveling, then there is written for him the reward for the deeds that he used to do when he was healthy or not traveling. You understand? He will get the same amount of reward because he is leaving that good deed or he's not able to do it because of udr. What is udr? A legitimate excuse. And what is the legitimate excuse over here? It is sickness. So then is this contradicting that hadith? No, it's not contradicting it. The thing is that when it comes to voluntary prayer, nafil prayer, then it is permissible to sit and pray voluntary prayer 
even if there is no udr. You understand? When it comes to voluntary prayer, you can sit and pray even without an udr. What is udr? Legitimate excuse. Okay? But when it comes to fard prayer, can you sit and pray without an udr? No, you can't do that. And if you were to do that, your salah would not be valid. You understand? Like for example, it's time to pray dhuhr, and you're like, oh, you know what, I don't feel like standing and praying. I'm just, I'm just going to sit on the couch and pray. Alright? I'm just going to sit on the couch and pray. Because I don't feel like standing and praying. And if you sit and pray on the couch, because you're too lazy to get up, is your dhuhr going to be valid? Is your prayer going to be valid? No. But let's say you prayed your maghrib, okay? Your maghrib salah, standing. You prayed your sunnah also, okay? Now you have time and you're just sitting around. So you're like, might as well pray some nafil. Okay? Now for that, you say, okay, I'm sitting here, might as well sit and pray. Can you do that? Nafil. Can you do that? Yes, you can. Well, your back is not hurting, you don't have a fever, your foot is not fractured, there's nothing wrong with your body. But you just want to sit and pray. Because you want to recite, let's say, Surah Al-Baqarah. For instance. Okay? Can you do that? Yes, you can. Now, if you choose to sit and pray, how much reward will you get? Half. You understand? So the previous hadith that's talking about the reward being reduced, that is talking about what prayer? Nafil. Voluntary prayer. This hadith, that if you are not able to stand and pray, then sit and pray. If you're not able to sit and pray, then lie down and pray. This hadith is talking about which prayer? Fard prayer. Which you are only allowed to sit and pray in the case of? In the case of? Udr. Okay? Now, what does this show to us? How is our deen? Easy and practical. Isn't it? Now, what happens is that sometimes people will pray their sunnah prayers or nafil prayers sitting. Always. They make it a habit. Hmm? Well, it may be permissible to do that, but remember that the reward will be less. Okay? Now, sometimes what happens is we are genuinely tired. Okay? You are tired. It's not like you are sick. You're just tired. Right? And you prayed your fard, and now because of your tiredness, you don't feel like standing and praying your sunnah. Does that ever happen with you? Yeah? So instead of leaving that sunnah prayer, that sunnah ratiba, that nafil, instead of leaving it, what can you do? What can you do? Sit and pray. Don't leave it. At least get half the reward. You understand? Okay. Now there is a question. What is that? level of sickness or difficulty in which you are allowed to sit and pray. And we're talking about the fard prayer now. Okay? We're not talking about the nafil. For nafil, it's totally your choice. You want to stand and pray, stand and pray. You want to sit and pray, sit and pray. Okay? When it comes to fard prayer, what is that level of sickness or difficulty in which you are allowed to sit and pray? Because the Prophet ﷺ said, فَإِلَّمْ تَسْتَطِعْ Right? If you're not able to stand, then sit. So, what is that level of sickness? What is that level of sickness? Yes? Okay, good. So, it would be a situation where if you were to stand, 
you would harm yourself, your sickness would prolong, or it would worsen. Like for example, you have a sprained ankle. For instance, your foot is swollen. Hmm? You weren't wearing proper basketball shoes and you were playing basketball, you fell on, you twisted your ankle or something like that, it's all swollen. Okay? And now you're standing in prayer and your foot is hurting and you're gasping in pain and other people are having pity on you. Hmm? But you are imposing this difficulty upon yourself and you could actually further injure your foot. Isn't it? So in that situation, how would you pray your fault prayer? Standing or sitting, what is better? You should sit and pray. Okay, so that's one condition. That where the sickness will worsen. Okay? Any other reason? Or any other way in which we can measure that sickness? Yes? Okay. Where standing would cause pain or a level of difficulty in which you will not be able to focus in prayer. You understand? Because standing and praying requires greater effort and greater focus. Doesn't it? Sitting and praying is easier. Isn't it? Now let's say there's a person who is feeling nauseous. Extremely nauseous. And now they're standing and praying. They're standing and they're like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Rush through the salah. You know, finish Surah Fatiha quickly. Go into the ruku and there they throw up. Hmm? What is better in that situation? Sit down. Right? Because when you're sitting, your body is more relaxed. It's more calm. So at least you'll be able to pray. Right? Okay. Another reason? Or another way in which we can measure sickness? Yes? Okay. Where standing would increase the pain. Right? What about if a person is not able to stand at all? You understand? Like for example, they have such high fever, they're feeling so dizzy, they're barely conscious, and you know they're standing and they're falling, they're not able to stand. Then in that situation, can they sit and pray? Of course they can. Hmm? Likewise, if the recovery would be delayed. You know, because sometimes when you're ill, all you need is rest. Isn't it? That's what the doctor tells you, just rest. So if you are standing all the time and praying, then that is going to prolong your sickness. So in that situation, you can sit and pray. Right? Shaykh ibn Uthaymeen, he said that the guideline on what constitutes hardship is that which prevents one from focusing properly. So if we understand this concept, that any state sickness or pain that will not allow you to focus properly, whether it is nausea or fever or extreme pain, then in that situation you can sit and pray. Proper focus means having presence of mind and being at ease. What is proper focus? What is it? Presence of mind and being at ease. Because if you're standing and praying and your foot is hurting so much that you're just, you know, you are constantly gasping and you are in pain and your your mind is constantly going towards your pain, you might as well sit down so that your pain is reduced so that you can focus on Surah Fatiha. Isn't it? So proper focus means having presence of mind and being at ease. If standing will cause intense anxiety, 
You understand? If standing will cause intense anxiety, which makes a sick person uneasy, and makes him wish to reach the end of the qiyam quickly so that he can bow, because it is too hard to stand, then he may pray sitting down. Okay? Remember that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives an allowance, what does He like His servants to do? Take that allowance. Right? So, a person sitting and praying comfortably is better than a person standing and praying with difficulty. You understand? There is no reward in imposing hardship upon yourself. You don't have to be a martyr. Alright? It's better that you pray consistently, right? And with khushur, than that you pray two rakah here, with so much difficulty, and then for the rest of your life you're bragging about it. Right? There's no point in doing that. Be practical, be realistic, and accept the allowances that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given. How about someone who is like not very sick? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it happens someone who is expected to stand. For example, like two weeks back, I know someone who was like feeling weakness, so the doctor had to give drip. Yeah. Right? So the drip was like transporting that person to stand in place. So that person was sitting. Of course, and that is also fine. Like for example, there's a person who is technically able to stand, but they because of some illness, some machinery is attached to them. For instance, right? Now technically they could stand, but their movement is constricted, right? So okay, if they're able to, you know, take off all those IVs and all those drips and everything and pray, go ahead. But if you cannot, then of course you will sit and pray. Right? And if you are allowed to stand, let's say for qiyam, the doctor says, no problem, you can stand. Alright? Then okay. As we will see in the following abwaab, that you can stand and pray as much as you're able. Half of your prayer, you can stand for. The other half, you can sit for. No harm. فَاتَّقُوا مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ Fear Allah as much as you are able. Yes. Does sunnah count in the category of nawafil? Yes. I mean, if it's the higher category of nawafil, right? But you can sit and pray. Go ahead. Prophet ﷺ used to stand a lot and then his uh, feet were swollen. Yes. So I feel like he was not feeling that or he was so involved in salah yeah. or so sometimes I feel that, oh, I should go on even my feet are hurting. Yeah, that is fine. You see, every person is different. We also find out, as we will see in the following hadith, the Prophet ﷺ would also sit sometimes. Right? He would also sit sometimes. So sometimes, you know, you have the capacity to stand. Even though you're a little unwell, you know that you can handle it. You can stand. Right? You have slight pain in your legs because you played too much. That's okay. You have the you know strength to stand. And sometimes you feel like because you're standing, you are hurting and you know you cannot focus anymore. Where you cannot focus anymore, that is where you sit down. Okay? Yes. Exactly. Very important point. What happens is that sometimes people will continue to stand, but because their feet are hurting and they're standing in a saf, they will keep, you know, moving their feet. Sometimes they'll lift up their right foot, sometimes their left foot, or they start fidgeting. So, nor are they themselves distracted, they're also distracting those who are around them. So in that situation, what is best? Just sit down. When the allowance is there, especially when it's taraweeh prayer. Right? It's a nafil prayer. You can sit and pray. No harm. 
Yes. Yes, when I'm driving somewhere, I'm not home, and it's time to pray, and it's raining so badly. There's no place I can stand. What should I, can I pray in the car? Okay, so in a situation like that, like I mentioned, that fard prayer, you have to stand and pray, right? Unless you are not able to stand and pray. One of the reasons why you're not able to stand and pray is sickness, right? Another reason could be the situation that you're in, like what you mentioned, that you're stuck in traffic, for instance, the time of salah is running out, it's not a prayer that you can join, right? And you can't even stop the car and pray, it's snowing, it's raining, or you're in the middle of the highway, there's no way that you can stop. Then in that situation, of course, you will pray however you are, wherever you are. Okay? Anything else? Yes, go ahead. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What if like someone's in congregation prayer and like they're following the imam in prayer and their foot starts to hurt and they can't stand? What do they do? They will sit down. In like prayer? Yes. Okay. Because fault prayer also, where you're standing behind the imam, the Prophet ﷺ said, فَإِلَّمْ تَسْتَطِرْ فَقَارِدًا If you're not able to stand then you sit. Right? So you're in the middle of the prayer, all of a sudden your foot is hurting so much, there's no way you can keep standing. Instead of breaking the prayer, you can just sit down wherever you are. Okay? And follow. For example, the imam is in qiyam, so you just sit down and continue. Keep your hands on your chest and continue. Keep following the imam. And if halfway through you realize, okay, that pain is not there anymore, I think I can stand, then you stand. Okay? Okay. Bab Ida Sanna Qaidan Summa Saha Awajada Khifatan Tamma Ma Bakiya. Ida Sanna Qaidan. When a person is sitting and praying. Okay? Why are they sitting and praying? What's the reason? Some sickness, illness, hardship, right? Summa Saha. But then they're okay, they feel okay. They're sitting and praying and then they're feeling fine. أَوَّجَدَ خِفَّةً Or he feels better. Then tamama, He can complete ma baqiya, Whatever is remaining. How? By standing up. He can complete the rest of the prayer by standing. وَقَالَ الْحَسَنُ إِنْ شَاءَ الْمَرِيضُ صَلَّى رَكْعَتَيْنِ قَائِمًا وَرَكْعَتَيْنِ قَاعِدًا Hassan al-Basri said that if the sick person wants, he can pray two rakahs standing and the other two rakah sitting. So half the prayer standing, half the prayer sitting. The sick person can do that also. Okay? Now of course this is which prayer? Fard prayer. Right? But we're talking about the fard prayer because for fard you can only sit down when there is udr. Right? When it comes to nafil, then really it doesn't matter. Even if you're just tired of standing, you can sit down. Okay? حدثنا عبد الله بن يوسف قال أخبرنا مالك عن هشام بن عروة عن أبيه عن عائشة رضي الله عنها أم المؤمنين عائشة رضي الله عنها the mother of the believers she reported أنها أخبرته that she informed that أنها لم ترى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم she said that she did not see the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي صلاة الليل قاعدا praying the night prayer sitting Qattu ever. She said that she never saw the Prophet ﷺ perform the night prayer sitting, hatta asanna, 
until late in his life. Asanna is from sin. Sin means years. Okay? Meaning when he was of many years. So towards the end of his life, that is when the Prophet ﷺ would sometimes sit and pray the night prayer. Otherwise, before that, he would never sit and pray the night prayer. How would he pray? Standing. Right? And this is something that should give us motivation also. Right? Because where sitting and praying may be easy, right? But standing brings a different level of khushur. Doesn't it? Yes, there is more reward also, but there's a greater level of khushur also. So how would he sit and pray? She explained that فَكَانَ يَقْرَأُ قَاعِدًا That he would recite while sitting. What does that mean? That he would do his qiyam, right? When you recite Surah Fatiha and then you recite the Qur'an. And generally that is the longest part of your prayer, right? So he would do that sitting. حَتَّى إِذَا أَرَادَ أَن يَرْكَعَ Until when he would intend to go into ruku'ah, what would he do? قَامَ Then he would stand up. فَقَرَأَ And when he would stand up, he would recite نَحْوًا مِنْ ثَلَاثِينَ آيَةً أَوْ أَرْبَعِينَ آيَةً About 30 or 40 verses. ثُمَّ رَكَعَ Then he would go into ruku'ah. You understand? So he is doing some of the qiyam sitting, and some of it standing. Right? So can you do that also? Right? You can do that. There is absolutely no harm. Now what happens is that we will refuse to sit down sometimes and because of that we will either leave the prayer completely or we will shorten it. We will shorten the recitation in it. Just read in عَطَيْنَا كَالْكَوْثَرِ Right? Or just read Surah Al-Asr. We will shorten the prayer. But if you think about it, these two surahs, what do they tell us? Surah Al-Kawthar tells us, فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ Isn't it? Perform the prayer for your Lord. What does Surah Al-Asr tell us? إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرٍ Man is in loss, except for who? Those who believe and do righteous deeds. Huh? Anyway, so the Prophet ﷺ would perform the qiyam, some of it sitting and some of it standing. Okay. حدثنا عبد الله بن يوسف قال أخبرنا مالك عن عبد الله بن يزيد وأبن نضر مولى عمر بن عبيد الله عن أبي سلمة بن عبد الرحمن عن عائشة أم المؤمنين رضي الله عنها عائشة رضي الله عنها she reported that أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يصلي جالسا that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would perform the prayer sitting فيقرأ وهو جالس وَهُوَ جَالِسْ So he would read while sitting. Meaning he would recite the Qur'an while sitting. فَإِذَا بَقِيَ مِنْ قِرَاءَتِهِ Then when they remained of his recitation, نَحْوًا مِنْ ثَلَاثِينَ أَوْ أَرْبَعِينَ آيَةً About 30 or 40 verses. When this much recitation would be left, قَامَ He would stand up. فَقَرَأَهَا And then he would read it. وَهُوَ قَائِمٌ While standing. Then when he would complete his recitation, سُمَّ He would go into ruku, سُمَّ Then he would do his sajda. يَفْعَلُ فِي الرَّكَعَةِ الثَّانِيَةِ مِثْلَ ذَلِكَ And he would do in the second rak'ah the same thing. 
And what is that? Part of it sitting, the rest of it standing. فَإِذَا قَضَى صَلَاتَهُ Then when he would complete his prayer, نَظَرَ He would look. فَإِن كُنْتُ يَقْضَى Then if I was awake, who's saying this? Aisha radiallahu anha. That if I would be awake at that time, تَحَدَّثَ مَعِي He would talk with me. وَإِن كُنْتُ نَائِمَةً And if I was sleeping, اِطَّجَعَ He would also lie down and take some rest before Fajr prayer. Now, what do we see here? Again, the same thing. You can perform the prayer sitting entirely and also also partially. So you can do either all or some of the prayer sitting. You understand? So basically, the thing is that you should stand as much as you can. You understand? Now what happens generally is that many people, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all good health and well-being, but sometimes what happens is that a person will save their energy and strength for many worldly things. And when it comes to prayer, oh, I sit and pray. This is not okay. This is not okay. We should save our energy and strength for what? For prayer. Because this is what we were created for. The number one priority in our lives should be what? What should it be? Salah. It should be ibadah. Because وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسِ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We were created for the purpose of worship. And if we're doing everything else properly, except for prayer, that's not okay. Right? I mean, think about it. So many things we manage to do. But when it comes to prayer, we want to take it easy over there. Right? Yes, the allowance is there, and we can take it, definitely. But we really have to be honest with ourselves. Right? Go ahead. I just wanted to say that the night prayer is uh, a nafil prayer, right? So yes. this is proof for even fard prayer, like being prayed half yeah. sitting or standing. Yeah, this is proof of fard prayer also because, of course, for fard prayer there is a condition there. And what is that condition? Udr. Right? So based on that, if you can perform some of the prayer standing, some of it sitting, no harm. And that is how it should be. Like for example, if a person has knee problems and they can at least stand and do their qiyam, right? They can do their rukur, they can get up, and then for sajda, they can sit down on a chair and then perform their sajda, right? But not that the whole prayer they're just sitting on the chair and then right after the prayer they're standing and they're drinking their coffee, that's not okay. Anything else? Yes. When a person is unwell, they're extremely old, and they're resting, they're on bed rest basically. Are they supposed to pray? Yes, they are. Right? And it's our uh, job to encourage them and to help them. Right? My husband's grandmother, she died recently. And, um, you know, mashallah, the only thing she would do all day, because I only met her in her old age, it was just her salah, right? And her, you know, meals and medication and all of that. Because she didn't really have any responsibilities, but her day and her night was all about prayer and just looking after herself because that's all she could do. She couldn't do anything more than that. right? And in her final days when she was in the hospital, barely conscious, barely conscious. I remember my mother-in-law, we went to see her. We were standing by her. It was time for Zuhur. We said, would you like to pray? She's under heated blankets. Okay, heated blankets, and she's not able to move. She's not able to look. She's hallucinating. We asked her, "Do you want to pray?" She nodded her head, 
And so my mother-in-law started reading the salah for her and she was moving her mouth. She was moving her mouth. Halfway through the salah, she was out. She was unconscious. And then all of a sudden she woke up and she kept moving her mouth. Hours before she passed away, it was maghrib time. We were talking to her, she's not responding. And I told my husband, why don't you go pray maghrib? All of a sudden she opened her eyes, looked as if it's time for prayer. You see, this is only possible if we give salah importance throughout our lives. Our problem is that sometimes we think that we are doing a lot of things. You know, I'm studying Bukhari, I'm studying the Qur'an, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Everything is going great, but salah is being compromised. Salah is something that should not be compromised. We have to give attention to it because this is what matters. It is fard on us until our last moments. Of course, according to a person's mental capacity and physical ability, but you have to pray. And if we're not doing it right, now when we're healthy and we're able, then how will we do it when we're sick and we're old, unable? So take ibrah from these things when you find out that there is a person who is unwell and they refuse to pray, or there is a person who is old and they refuse to pray, take lesson from this and fix your prayer now. Because if you don't fix it now, how will you fix it later? The habits that you make now, when you're young and healthy, are the habits that last. But generally we tell ourselves, I'll do it later, when I'm older, when my hair is white and I have nothing else to do, then I'll pray tahajjud. You won't be able to pray tahajjud if you don't pray now. You won't be able to do sunnah when you're old if you don't do them now. So take ibrah from this. Anyway, any other question related to prayer while sitting or in sickness? Yes, go ahead. Sacrifice his sleep just to be kind to his wife, you know, just to talk to her if she is awake and then, you know. Yes, when he would complete his prayer, if she was awake, he would talk to her. If she was sleeping, he wouldn't disturb her. That is so beautiful, isn't it? And there's so many narrations that tell us Aisha radiallahu anha is saying she's sleeping and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi is praying. And what if it happens that you're praying in the night and your husband is sleeping? What would you think about him? I don't know when this guy is going to get serious. I don't know when he's going to realize. Right? We become so judgmental. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi is not even waking her up for prayer. Yes, there were times when he woke her up to pray in the night. But not every night. Everybody is different. Right? And also we see here that he's not disturbing her sleep, even to talk to her. And this is so important, not disturbing somebody's sleep, just for our own comfort. He would respect her sleep. Okay, question. If a person sits and prays their fard prayer because of some udr, is their reward reduced? No. If a person sits and prays their fard without an udr, is their salah valid? No. If a person sits and prays nafil prayer without udr, is their salah valid? Without udr, is the reward going to reduce? Yes. If they pray 
نافل پریئر سٹنگ بیکاز آف ادھر Alright, they are praying nafil prayer, sitting. Why? Because of udhr. Is their reward reduced? No. They will get their reward in full. Okay? So, the udhr we have to understand. Udhr, because of udhr, reward is not reduced. Without udhr, reward is reduced. Okay?